Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So good to see you this morning. I'm glad that you're here today. I, um, I can't think of a better place that you should be than right here in God's house with God's people. Amen. Come on. Amen. Now you had, a, you've, you've, well, no, you don't have more sleep. Well, yeah, you did. You didn't come to the 9 a.m. So you're here at 11. So, uh, you know, maybe you should be a little bit, a little bit more excited. So I'm excited to see you. Are you excited to be in God's house? Come on. Hey, man, we're glad you're here. If this is your first time, we always want to take a moment, tell you how glad we are that you're here today. And so it could be you in the room with us for the first time. It could be our online family you're joining in at today if it's the very first time. Wherever that may be, if this is your first time with us, we love you. Excited to have you. And as a family, we want to greet you. So faith family, let our friends and family know you're glad they're here today. Come on, would you do that? Come on. Amen. Amen. And we'll, uh, if you're joining us there at the online campus right now, our online community, drop a, drop a comment there in the chat. Let us know where you're at, where you're watching from. And so we can, uh, again, just connect with you there. And um, also, just want to say, man, if, you, if you've been a part one of Faith Track already, you need to come back this evening, part two today at four o'clock. Don't miss that. I had a great time hanging out last week and getting to know some of you and uh, getting helping you get plugged in. So look forward to having you back today for part two of Faith Track. And um, it's going to be a good time. We'd love to get you connected to, to Faith Renew to be a part of his house. Amen. Well, do this if you would. He might bring a Bible to church. Come on, a few of you are excited about it. Amen. If you have yours, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. And uh and I'll say this, I'll, I'll, we use the YouVersion Bible app, which is a great app. If you use that, man, I encourage you, man, you can actually do this right now. Click more on there, then events, and follow right along with me on your mobile device. And uh, write your own notes in there, save it, share it, all those cool things. But don't let it be a replacement for your Bible. Come on, amen. That's still something about the old school. I have it on my desk, and I love it and writing it, and just there's something about having your Bible, having your Bible. And so, again, if you don't have one, we give those away free. We believe every person needs one. But, again, the mobile's cool. You have that most places with you. And uh, But today we're going to jump in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. going to read verses 3 through 6. If you have it, would you tell your neighbor, I have it. All right. Come on, let's read it. It says this, For though we walk in the flesh, yeah, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish. We should say that back in the day. We'll punish you. To punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let's pray. 
Father, we, we thank you and we honor you. And again, humbled to be in your presence, to come into your house. And uh, today, God, we just lift you high. We, we just believe that you're going to speak to hearts, transform lives and minds. And God, I pray, Lord, you'll start with me. And uh, Lord, today, God, do what you need to do in my life. And Lord, I just thank you for truth and the freedom that that brings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, wake up. <clears throat> yeah, say, wake up. How many's feeling that hour less asleep? Come on. A anybody, several hands. More hands went up in the 9 a.m. because, again, they got up and came in here in the early service. Uh, I was telling, telling our team uh, earlier, typically uh, uh, early service after time change is the lowest attended service in the United States of America. Amen. It's true. But, uh, again, great crowd this morning. and glad that they were here. But I don't know. If it, this is one of those things like daylight savings times can mess with you. I've I've gone into daylight savings time like this with the mindset of I'm going to lose an hour of sleep. You got to breathe hard when you say that. I don't know why you got to like do that. It just does. I'm going to lose an hour of sleep. I'm not even exercise. Just, you know, just I'm going to lose an hour of sleep. I'm thinking different this year. I don't know if I don't know about you, but uh, this daylight savings time, I, I'm telling you, I'm thinking differently about this daylight savings time. If you follow me on social, you might have saw I posted yesterday. Uh, it was a gif from my boy Snoop, and if anybody knows Snoop, uh, don't don't look up Snoop. But uh, it was Snoop dancing, and I said, "Man, this is how I feel about daylight savings time." And I was like, everybody's like, you know, typically that's not, you don't get excited about that. But I said this, and again, I look for the positive in it. We have an hour extra of daylight in the evenings now, man. That is like, that, come on. I, I love that. I, that gets me excited. And I, I wish they would do, I wish they would just leave it alone. Can I get a witness? Amen. Come on, somebody. I wish they'd leave it alone, man. There are actually two states out there. I don't know if you know this. There are actually two states that don't observe daylight savings time. I wish South Carolina would jump up in that. Can we make that just a church thing, church-wide thing? Amen. We start on our post, post man. We're not, we're not switching, bro. We stay in here next time around. Amen. But two, two states. Did anybody know what those are by chance? Uh, Arizona is one of those. Yeah. Anybody know the second? 9 a.m. called Arizona but didn't know the... Know this? Does anybody know? Uh, Hawaii, okay. Yeah, 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 Hawaii, yeah. So I'm glad y'all knew that. You'd be like, man, what's the pastor doing up there? Amen. But uh, yeah, but again, they, they don't even observe that. But, but we have to observe it right now in South Carolina. So I'm observing it this way, differently than I did in the past. Not like, man, I've got to lose an hour of sleep. But, man, I'm like, I get to an hour earlier this week, preach the gospel of Jesus. Amen? Like an hour earlier this week, I get to tell people about how awesome Jesus is, the one who gave his life for them. I'm like, man, I love this. Like, we get to an hour earlier, come into the presence of God, worship him, lift him up, honor him. And we get to do all that earlier this week. And I got an hour extra daylight in the end. I was going to do my snoop, but I ain't going to do that for you. Amen. But, but I'm telling I thought differently. How many knows our thoughts matter? Our thoughts matter. How we think matters. Now, I may, it's possible, uh, at the end of this service, after I eat lunch and get home, I may crash and burn. 
That's, but that's every Sunday. Amen? Come on, that's most weeks. And, uh, and so I may be ready just to lay out before the Lord and just bask in the glory, amen, of a Sunday afternoon nap. But, but listen, right now, you know something? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited that we get to do all of this earlier. I'm thinking different. Our thoughts matter. We're in a series right now called Why, and today I, I want to talk about why our thoughts matter. Now, I almost kicked off a new series today and called it How. True story, I almost called my son, he does graphics, and I was like, create how, and then because it's like, man, how do we do all this stuff we've been talking about for the last year? And like, man, I was like, how does this happen? And like, I was thinking, but I do feel like, I hope that we've been doing that along the way, answering the why, but teaching the how and how to do that. But today, I believe we're going to look at how we can do this, how we can like, walk in humility. Hmm, talked about it last week. If you missed that, go check it out. Uh, how we can trust the Lord. How do we do that? What does that look like? And I believe it does this. I believe it starts with our thoughts. I believe it starts with our mindset. Now, as we answer this today and as we look at this, I want to say this, that every person today that I know personally, every person today is battling thoughts within their mind. Every per- I don't know of any that don't have this. Now, some will tell you more than others. Some will keep it in. But, but we all have thoughts. The enemy says things to me that I know aren't true. Uh, I believe the opposite of when he says something now. But, but he'll say things to us. And what I've seen happen is this. I've seen a lot of Christians who have heard and listened to the thought of the enemy. And as a result, it has affected their life in so many ways. I believe this. I believe there are more Christians today struggling with their thought life than they are their physical body, than with their finances, than with their relationships. Now, now listen, now, our thoughts will affect all of those areas. How we think affects all of those things. Every addiction started with a thought. What? Yeah, yeah, every addiction, everything. Nobody was like way over here and then ended up somewhere way down the road. They they didn't teleport. They didn't just happen. They didn't go from there. They started way here, and then when they was in this moment, a thought came into their mind, and then they had to make a choice about what they did with the thought. Now, it's wild because what takes place is when we have the thought, it begins to set us upon a path, and we'll say something about that in a moment, but we have to learn what to do with the thoughts that come into our life. Every thought matters. Now, I want to go ahead and say this because I, I just think we need to know this, and it's important. Just because you have a bad thought doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you're no longer a Christian if you think something bad. I used to get saved all the time because I thought something I'm serious, man, and I may have needed to get saved a lot. I was, I, I was pretty real. I needed it. You know, but just, it was, it's one of those things. But just because you have the thought doesn't mean, again, you're a bad person. But what are we doing with the thought? Every, again, addiction. It wasn't like, man, I'm here, and then we know what's going to happen. I just want to be so addicted to pornography, and I want to be such in bondage to that, man, I'm just going to jump way over here. No, they had a thought. Look at that. No big deal. Every affair started with a thought. 
Nobody wakes up in the morning like, man, you know something? I want to be so strung out and high on drugs and alcohol that that controls my life. I just, I, mean, I just didn't have anything else to do today. No, listen. It started with a thought. And we've heard, man, incredible stories up here about the God that we serve that sets people free from those very things. But every one of those stories that we now celebrate because of the grace of God started with someone had a thought in their life. Now, we need to do this. We need to know that not any of us, not one person is immune from this. We don't come to the place in our life like, man, I've been saved a long time now, and so now I'm no longer going to have to battle that. No, the enemy will still come at you with thoughts. Now, I want to look at a few things today in what we just read in 2 Corinthians. Apostle Paul tells us that we need to see when it comes to our thought life. Firstly is this today. We need to know that we are in a war. I mean, you need to see this. This is how serious this is. That right now, we're in a war. Every, every person in this room. Now, it's, it's one thing, like, when you see a war taking place, and, like, man, it gets posted all over the news. Like, man, you know, Russia invades Ukraine, or this country attacks this country, or this takes place. But there needs to be a headline raised up today that we need to read and take notice of, that we are in a war, and there is an enemy out to destroy your life. That's what. That's the truth of that. That's not fake news, amen? That's truth today, and he's out to destroy you. He's out to take you out. He's out to bring you down, and so we need to see this. We're in a war. Now, the, the scripture tells us this way. It says in, in verse four, uh, three again, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. That means this today, that every person here, we're warring right now. Some are losing horrifically. Some are getting destroyed because they don't know what to do. Some are failing when you don't have to. Some are losing when victory is available to you. And, and some are falling in this because this is not what happens. He said, we walk in the flesh, but we don't war according to that. We're, we're walking in this thing, and we're warring in this thing called the Spirit. It would be awesome if this happened, but we don't get saved and then like float around on a glory cloud until the glory comes back. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it, man? You're like, you can pick out the Christians, man. They just kind of like floating, you know, on the glory cloud and just kind of just do it. I mean, just, hey, he's one. Hey, Amen. You know, we, we go way back. Yeah, me. No, no. What happens is we get saved and we still walk on this earth. We come to Christ and it doesn't and now make us immune now from those thoughts. Matter of fact, what I've seen the enemy do is this, increase it and bring more of it because now the target gets bigger on your back because now you become a threat to him. Now he sees the enemy that you really are and what you're out to destroy of his kingdom. And so he does this. He throws everything he can against you, but you have to see something. We have to recognize that in the war, the opponent, it is not the person maybe we're in a struggle with. Man, I've have made that mistake. Like, you know, you get into a situation, you have a, have a problem with an individual, or you, you have a struggle, or something happens, or whatever. You need to recognize that the struggle you're having, it's not them. It's not them. It may be an enemy working through them, but we have to recognize and know who the enemy is. Ephesians said it this way, Apostle Paul, chapter 6, verse 12, for, though we do not, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Well, she's getting on my nerves. 
God, my, come on, I felt that. I felt the glory cloud just rise up right there. I mean, but, she, but he's getting on my nerves. I mean, I can't take much more of them. Amen. I know I birthed them. Or I know we, we, we helped bring them in, but I'm about to help take them out. Amen. I'm, they're about to, you know, you know what I'm talking about, but you got to see something. What you're battling is not that person. You got to recognize who the enemy is. And so we see it. He said it this way. You're not, you're not wrestling flesh and blood. You're, you're actually wrestling and fighting, he says, but against principalities. Way bigger. Way more dangerous. You're, you're fighting principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Satan himself, the enemy himself. You are fighting against the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. What? So again, this battle that we're in, this war that we're facing, we have to recognize that each of us are in this. And you can't do it this way. You can't fight and you can't somewhere just come in between thinking that somehow, man, it's just going to work out unless you go to war. You can't just think, well, it'll pass. It's going to get better. No, you understand that you're in a fight. And I believe this. I believe the conflict is just as great today as anything that we've read about in the scriptures. Now, we have the luxury today. You can open up the, the scripture. And I, I love your reference to the reading plan. I, who kicked off the reading plan in January still in this thing right now? You still in this thing. Raise your hand. Come on. Raise up your hand. That is awesome. Come on. Give, give, it, give those a hand right now who lifting up their hand. That's staying in. Oh, y'all so weak this morning. Come on. Come on. You better make up in your mind. Amen. Listen. Listen. That, that, that's incredible. I get excited when I see those hands because now we've been in this a while. What you've probably recognized is this, that the war is real. You've probably seen this as you've read the scriptures. Now, if you went back and as you were reading those Old Testament stories, we had the luxury of at least kind of like recognizing and seeing that there's a battle. You can open up and read the pages that there, yeah, there's this Philistine army who has this Goliath giant leader, nine foot tall, who represents himself, who steps out there onto the field, challenges the people of Israel, challenges their God. And you can say, man, like they're in a war. You know, the war you're facing is just as real. The battle right now that you're facing is just as real. We don't suit up in the armor and grab the sword in the natural today, but we understand and realize today that there is a war going on, that it's real. And this is what Satan will do. He will make it number one priority to attack you where he can hit you the hardest, and it is within your mind. And this is what he'll do. He'll do it every day. Like every day. Like something like, man, does it get better when we get to heaven? Come on, amen. When we get to glory, amen, then it's, I believe it, it's going to get better. But you know, this, those thoughts that he hits you with in your mind flow down, and it actually, the, we can see this through science. It, it just shows this to be true. It affects us physically. Like people physically sick because of a thought that comes into a mind. Anxiety. 
connected to a thought process, a thought that may come in. And again, it's proven to be true. We see it in so many ways. Last week, we were, we were in my office pre-service, and we were talking, and I don't know what got us on this subject, but started talking about back in the day when the kids were little and the kids got lice. Lice ever hit your family? Come on, it's okay. Y'all can be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We were having flashbacks back here, man. People go through our family. It, was, it, got, it hit us, hit several people, and it was amazing. I, I was talking about, about it. Yeah, last week I was, I was talking. We were in my office, and I said something to Blair about it, and I just mentioned that lice hit our family, and Blair started scratching her head. <laughs> I don't want some of y'all. Some of y'all doing it right now, so I've seen some of y'all right now. And, and like, man, she don't have lice. She's good. I mean, all, all clear. Clear diagnosis. We're free, amen? But what? A thought. You ever like, man, been hit with like, man, your head starts hurting a little bit. So you Google? Bad idea. Bad thing to do with that thought, amen? So you start researching or somebody says, well, yeah, I have this and it's going around and you automatically do this. Well, I'm getting it. I'm going to hear that. It's, going to, it's just it's going to happen, you know, because, again, it starts. There are people right now, today, you're in bondage to fear. And, and, and right now, fear is gripping your life. And you need to understand the thing about fear, that it is a spirit. But what it does is that spirit will attack you in your mind. And today, listen, the Scripture says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love. A sound mind is what he's given us. So today, if fear is gripping your life, you do it this way. You fight it, first of all, in your thoughts. You think different, and you recognize first before anything else, yeah, I'm in a war. He is trying to take me out, but that doesn't do this. It doesn't bring fear. It doesn't bring fear. I, I'm not going to look at it in that way. I'm going to look at it as like, man, Nels, daylight saving time, an hour earlier, me and you. Yeah, we're in a war, but you know something? My God's greater. I, I, I have someone who, who loves me more. And this is what's the thing about war. We're in it, but we need to understand, secondly, today, that we have weapons that are powerful. I, I'm telling you, I want you to understand this about what God has given you. Our weapons today that he's made available for us are powerful. He, he said it like this in verse 4. He said, for our weapons are not, are not, our warfare are not carnal. That's not some little weak, natural thing. This is not some kind of thing this small. This is what he said. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Th this is what you have available. This is what we can walk in. He gives us the armor of God. He actually gives us his, he gives us everything that we need. And we need to understand this about what we've been given. What we have is powerful. I don't want you to think for one moment you have to lose the war you're in. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to go back to that thing. You don't have to fall to that again. It doesn't have to have control of your life and, and, and wrap you up in that thing again. You can walk in victory and you can live this out because he said this, he's given you powerful weapons to pull down the stronghold. So this is what we have. We have what we need to do it. Are we doing it? Are we doing what he said? Because a stronghold is this. It's an area in which we are held in bondage or imprisoned to. 
So that, that the thing that has you in chains doesn't have to have you in chains. The thing that has you wrapped up does not have to have control of your life, but it will keep you there as long as you believe you'll never be free. As long as you believe in your mind that this is how it will always be. And so you have to understand something. You start seeing that what I've been given is powerful. What God has given to me is strong. And then we have to do this. We have to take now the right mindset and begin to think because our life will take the direction of our thoughts. It will begin to take the directions of our thought process. And if Satan can whip you in your mind... He'll whip you on the battlefield. He'll, he'll, he'll whip you in your relationship. He'll, he'll, he'll whip you with that addiction. So he does this. The scripture says in the high places is where the enemy attacks. The highest part of us is what? It's our head. It's our thinking. It's our, our thought process. And this is what's cool. My, my Bible, my, it says it in the New King James, it has like little headings above different sections of scripture. The heading above this, this scripture was entitled, and if you have this version, you see this. The spiritual war. That's, I mean, so you think about this, that we're in a spiritual war. But this is what we have to understand today about a spiritual war. The spiritual war is being fought partially in our natural mind. And then what do we do with this? Now, we need to understand that we need those spiritual weapons when we're in a spiritual fight. We need the natural weapons when we're in a natural fight. Amen? But listen, you have to make sure you have to bring the right thing when you're facing a certain enemy. Now, you can't do this. We're not able to just pray everything away. Hmm. I feel it. Oh, yeah, this is one of them glory cloud moments. I just, I'm about to have to float off on one. I feel this, Jesus. No, no, we, we don't get to just pray everything away. Say we shouldn't pray, Pastor? No, everything through prayer. Fast. Don't stop. I mean, like, in everything, do this. But, you know, sometimes in that prayer life, he's going to say, now go do this. Come on, now, now do this, and then watch what I will do. Give him that praise. Let's send Judah out to the, to the beginning, and then watch what God will do. He'll say certain things. We can't just pray away all of our financial issues sometimes. We just can't. Like, man, Lord, bless it. I want you to do it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to show you how to do it. Tithe, give to me. And watch what I'll do. Come on. Gift. Watch what will happen when you do that. Like, make a budget. Come on. Spend less than what you make. Like, sometimes, like, man, you just, we can't pray away everything. Sometimes we have to, like, walk and do stuff. Well, again, we, we've talked about this early in the year, that, man, we can't just pray our way to health. We can't pray our way to health. We can't just, like, man, I'm believing right now in the name of Jesus I'm losing weight. Come on, somebody. Y'all feel that? Receive it right now. I'm going to just whoo, receive it. Come on. Yeah, you still going to walk out the same weight. You came in. Amen. So we have to understand something. Same way in the budget. You can't spend, you know, more than what you, again, what you're making. When it comes to them calories, you got to take in less than what you're burning. Ain't fun. Not fun, but true. Like, you know, you can't pray away every relational situation. God, kill them. (laughs) Take them out, Lord. Amen. Take them out, Jesus. No, you can't do that. Amen. You can't always do. I remember I'm operating on less sleep. Remember, y'all are too. All right. 
that you you got to like, like you know sometimes our relational issues you can't just pray God heal my relationship. You know sometimes you may actually have to like be nice. You have to sometimes like step forward and like and and do this. And this is what I want you to see about this thing that we've been given called spiritual battle uh, weapons. They are powerful. And so, again, what you have to do with the weapon is engage and use. And don't just sit back. Don't pull back. Go on and use what he's given us. And he's given us powerful weapons. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, he's given us all of this. And then he's like, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to give them something even more. He gives us himself. And this is what we know about him. He leaves heaven, comes to earth to be with us. And 1 John 4, 4 says this, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you, he who is in you, not just you have all of these things, you have God himself, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwells and lives on the inside of me and you if we come to him. And so he says this, the one who is greater is in you than he who is in the world. Pastor, this enemies, man, he's heavy, he's strong. Not if you've got the greater one on the inside. Not if you have the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. If you have that God on the inside of you, yes, we're in a war. But today we need to understand our weapons are powerful. Now, how do we do this? Where does it start, Pastor? What does this look like? Help me get there. You preaching it, but how do I do it? We do this. Thirdly, we need to understand that we have to bring every thought captive. We have to bring every thought captive. He says it this way in, in verse 5, that we are to cast down arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So like everything that I know of what God and who he is and what it says, there are things that will try, the thoughts will try to exalt themselves against that. What do I do? Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought captive. The warfare is in the mind. The battle is in our mind. That's where it all begins. And this word arguments, your, your text may say imaginations. This, this, this is word here. It's a, it's a reasoning. This is a definition such as is hostile to the Christian faith. So it's a thought process or a thought that comes in that tries to exalt itself against God. Satan's always been trying to do that. He's always been trying to exalt himself. I mean, he got cast down then, and he'll get cast down now when we take that thought captive and bring that thought down. Now, that's what happens every time. Now, science has proven that what I'm talking about is true. Ain't it, ain't it funny to think about, man, science is finally catching up with the Bible. <clears throat> All this stuff we have and... All this, man, we're so advanced today, and it's finally just proven what we're seeing in Scripture to be true. It's, it's been true. There are a thing called neural pathways that happen. Some of you know about this. We have a lot of counselors in this house. Uh, neural pathways, and this is what happens when we have a thought. The connection between the neurons light up when we think of something for the first time. That's wild. 
Like we're created so amazing, man. We're fearfully, wonderfully made, created in the image. Man, that is so amazing. And that, that when we have a thought for the first time, what it does, this neuron now connects with another neuron and it lights a path. Now, this is what happens. This is, this is amazing to, to just think about this. What happens is now, once you have the thought the first time, and you don't do the right thing if it's a wrong thought, it's way easier to have that thought the second time. It's just what, has, it's what happens. And then you begin to do this. You begin to start going down that same path because it's now the path of least resistance to you. And you'll start finding yourself on this road. You'll find yourself going from here to there, and it just gets easier. Like, man, why is this not a big deal anymore? Why don't, why I used to think this was wrong. Mm. I, I, this used to be something that I saw. It's, it's not, it may, maybe again, I misinterpreted the scripture. It's really not a big deal after all. We're seeing that in our world today. What happened is, is this, there are thoughts that have not been brought captive. And so what we do is this, you'll see it. It begins to make now a path. And then that path is, is, is something happens on the path. The enemy knows where to find you. He does. I don't know if you know that. That war that we're in, it's real. And he knows where to attack you. He knows what thoughts to send your way. He knows which ones will get you. Your thoughts that he may say to you may be different than what he says to me. He may tell me something completely different, but I still have to do the same thing with it. Bring it captive, cast it down. And you do too. Because what we do is this. We have this and we, we hear this. This thought now comes into our mind. We hear it. We don't bring it down. Now it begins to light a path and we start walking down that path and start finding ourselves easily, easily going down that path. Now, it's, it's, I don't know. Some of you know this about me. I, I love to get out and spend time outdoors. I believe hunting is a gift from God. He told me in scripture, he said, arise, kill, and eat. And I just want to be a I just want to be obedient to the scripture, amen? It's my heart, man. It's my heart. But this is what happens. When we're out scouting and looking for these little creatures that God gives us, one of the things that we do is this. We look for paths. We, I mean, we were driving down the land. Ivan, one of the guys here, was driving up through his property on a little four-wheeler. I was like, stop, dude, stop. Stop. Highway. And I said, oh, yeah, I want to hunt right there. You know what the enemy does? I know exactly where to set up to take them out. Because they've done this in their life. They didn't bring it captive. They didn't do what they were called to do with it. And so, man, they're making this way easy on me. They're making this way easier than it should be because they didn't do the right thing with it. And then what we do is this. When we start making certain paths in our life, it starts to create a pattern in our thinking. And then that thinking will begin to flow down into every area of our life. And then we start doing stuff like this. We'll get certain mindsets that we didn't even used to have. We'll start finding ourselves thinking certain ways. We'll get things like we'll have a victim mindset. Like, man, where it does not matter, no matter what's going on, we see ourselves as the victim. And we, we every, again, we see this every unthought, uh, unchecked thought, it's just easier to have the next time. And so you do this, you start thinking a certain way. And it's, it's amazing. Our thoughts matter. 
I'm talking about they matter in every area of our life. I've I've seen this happen. I've I've been in services. Oh, man. I've been in in, in moments with God, and it's amazing. We can come to a service like this. We, We can gather around, and we can do this. We can sing the songs of praise and worship to God. We can, the word of God can go forth. We can open it up, read it for ourselves. The spirit of God can come in and sit with us. His presence can move into our midst and we can see him for who he is. And he gives us a glimpse of that glory. It is a beautiful thing when we see that happen. But you know what I've seen happen because of mindsets? I've seen seen one person walk out of that service and they say, man, we encountered the glory of God today. Man, we experienced his presence today. I'm hungrier for more of that. I want more of that. In my mind and in my heart, I'm wanting more of him today. I need more of him in my life. Man, did you see? Did you hear that song? Did you hear that verse of scripture? Did you hear that message? Did you feel his glory? Man, and right now, I don't know if you know this, we're in a revival with God. The Spirit of God is in this room. He's in our midst right now. And we can do this. We can say, God, I sense your glory. I want more of you. And I've seen it happen. The same service, the same songs, and the same message preached, and the same God who walks in the room. And somebody else can walk out of the same room and say, Man, what happened today? God ain't in our church like he used to be. Where's he at? I'm not getting fed. I, I don't, I'm not, listen, listen, he said every person who was hungry, he would fill. Every person who was thirsty, he would bring drink to. And what was the difference between the two? Somebody had in their mind that I'm going into the presence of God today. I'm going into glory. I'm going to see him for who he is. I want to see Jesus. I'm setting my eyes towards him. I'm fixing my eyes on who he is. And when we do that, we'll encounter him. Every hungry person today in this room he'll fill you up he'll he'll come into your situation but I've seen it happen same spirit same song same presence and leave unchanged how our thoughts I'm gonna tell you something about this church it's gonna be hard to come to this church and not make friends I'm just I've heard it on like very few occasions I'm just telling you, it's like it's going to be hard because around here, you're going to learn this if you're near like, man, we just don't know how to shut up sometime, man. We just, I'm like, man, dude, they just friendly. They just keep on talking, amen. I do it all the time. I'm like, man, we just will see ourselves. But you, it's possible. How? Nobody likes me. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares about me. You know, it's, it's possible as great as the needs are in this church for people to serve. You could come into this church. You could sit in this service and say, man, they don't need me. How? Thoughts. What, what do you do? What, what, what do we do with the thought that he's given us? What do we do with the lies that have been spoken to us? We have to bring those thoughts captive we have to cast those thoughts down. We have to bring that mindset and that thinking down to a place to where it belongs. Again, you can do this. You can be the worst case scenario guy or the best case. You can be like, man, are we losing an hour? Uh-huh. 
Man, oh man, I got to see my people earlier this week. Listen, what's your thought process in this? What are you doing today with the thoughts that he's given us? And this is what we're going to see if we hang out here next week. We have to take the bad thought. We have to cast that down. And then we replace it with truth. We speak what God said about that. We let the voice of what he said be greater than the voice of the enemy. We let the voice of what he has spoken be true to us. And then we do it this way. We get a truth for every lie. I'm telling you, you get a truth for every lie. So when he tells you what he tells you, come and come at him hard with what truth is in that situation. And I want to close with this passage. It's Psalm chapter 1. Man, Psalms are so good. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says this. It says that blessed is the man. Like, so you get ready. Blessing is coming to you. That's what I love about Scripture. This is not like maybe this is going to work out. Not this, this second Corinthians thing I'm talking about. This is not like I hope it works. No, I'm telling you, mighty, powerful weapons casting down strongholds. Every high thing that exists. This is real stuff, and this is how it works. And he said, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Oh, man, like his, his delight is in the law of the God's word. And this is what he says. This is such a, such a cool thing. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Meditation is, I mean, it's one of those things today that a lot of religions and mysticism is just so screwed up what meditation is supposed to be. Mess it up. T- today, meditation is, in, in the natural sense of the, in the false religions, is, man, I want to I'm gonna clear my mind. Faith meditation is, I'm going to fill my mind. Not, I'm not get, just clear it out. Again, you clear it out. But if you don't put something in there that matters, get ready. Read that story. He comes back, brings his buddies. Telling you. But meditate. Fill it. He said it this way. Day and night, fill it with his truth, his word. And verse 3, promise that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Brings forth fruit in its season. Leaves shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Listen, I want you to see this today. Every thought matters. What we do with it matters. Our thoughts lead to the ultimate destination in our life. I'm going to ask you if you would to stand quietly and reverently as you can. I'm going to ask you if you would to bow your heads, close your eyes, and I want you to do something. I want you to clear your mind of the negative, those things. But now I want you to open it now to what the Spirit of God wants to say to you in this moment. I want you to say, God, fill it today with your truth. Fill it today with what you've spoken and what you've said about me. Man, I tell you, more believers today, more people battling in their mind and again in their bodies and in their physical financial situation. It starts here. 
His heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, the Spirit of God is in this room. You can walk out the same or you can walk out changed. You can walk out defeated or you can walk out victorious. How do I get there, Pastor? If the enemy's lying to you now, saying don't respond, don't move, shut it off, he's not talking to you, I want you to do this, cast it down. That's a lie. It exalts its, It's trying to exalt itself against what God says about you. Because God says, I want you free. Truth will do that to your life. It will set you free indeed. He says he wants you blessed and not cursed. Life and not death. That's his promise to us. What are you doing with the thought right now? Yeah. We saw God move mightily in this room and many lives changed at nine and I believe there are many more here that God's speaking to. If the enemy is after your mind, if he's, he's hit you with thoughts and you're in a battle for that and I believe there are many, I believe there are many at home as well. Listen, God's speaking to you right now. Listen, it's time to do this. Bring that thought captive and replace it with truth. How do we do that here? We speak truth over you. We pray that over you. We believe that God's gonna move in your life. We replace the lie with the word and the truth of God. So right now, if the enemy has attacked you in your mind, there's a battle going on. You recognize it and you know it. You know you're in a war right now. But you know what God has given you is greater and he's called you to be victorious and you want to win this thing. I want you just to step out and begin to make your way to this front. We have altars in this church. We believe that they're powerful. We believe that God moves in them. We believe that we understand it and we've seen it happen over and over again. So we believe that to be true right now. So if you need prayer for any reason, I'm going to ask you to do this. Just step out. Come. Find you a place. You can kneel before the Lord. You can just bow in his presence and just come to him and right now I want you to bring every thought right now every thought right now captive that the enemy is lying to you about come on I want you to bring every thought captive right now some of you have thoughts that man that you this is how it's always going to be you're always going to be bound listen that's a lie some of you have thoughts right now that you're not you're never going to be good enough you're never going to be able to make it listen that's a lie right now I curse that lie Come on, right now, some of you, you you look in the mirror, you hate what you see. I replaced a lie right now. You're fearfully, wonderfully made. You were created in his workmanship. You were created and designed by the Father himself. He has made you and purposed you in your life. Listen, some of you believe the lie. There's no value in you. Listen, he loves you so much. Come on, he loves you so much. Yeah, as you come right now, just get with God. I want our prayer team just to come together around those who need that. And right now, we're just going to let the presence of God move in this situation. We're going to ask him to move in our hearts and lives. And I want you to bring every thought captive. Come on, if the enemy is coming against your mind, we're going to bring that captive. We're going to speak the the truth and the life of God's word over you today. As the worship team ministers a song, listen, there's going to be chains fall off. There's going to be freedom happen in this place. There are going to be people delivered. And man, listen, it's up to you. Have you set up in your mind and and got it in your mind that, listen, I'm going to walk in victory right now. Come on, enough's enough for me. Listen, anxiety has to go. Fear has to leave me. Bondage has to go right now. Yeah, it has to go. Yeah. Come on, any age, new believer, believe for years. Listen, if you need freedom today, listen, there's an attack against your mind. He's coming against you right now. In any way, come. Yeah. Come on, God bless you. Come on, there's going to be some men set free in this room. There's some ladies delivered right now. Come on. God never intended for you to lose. Who else? Come. Yeah, you're welcome. Any age, just come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
Come on, it's not flesh and blood. If you're in a battle right now, if you're struggling in a relationship, there's something happening in your life, come on, let's fight the right enemy. Come on, yeah. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.